What's up, podcasters? Thanks for tuning in to another episode of the Chief Psycho Podcast. I'm your host, JB, aka Chief Psycho himself. I am very excited to have one of my team members joining our conversation today, as this is a discussion that is commonly looked at, politically seen, but not organically discussed. I don't know if it's fear, lack of understanding, or that it's just a touchy subject. But with me today, as I mentioned, is my very own team member, Ash Katner, who's going to be sharing a little bit more about what it looks like to create LGBTQ competency within a dental workspace or your organization overall. Ash has over six years of experience in dentistry. Ash started as a front desk concierge and later transitioned into coaching dental teams and professionals after completing their master's in industrial organizational psychology. They've successfully coached nearly 100 practices, emphasizing psychological safety and building culture for practice success. Ash joined our team, Cultura, in January 2023 and is also serving as an international speaker focusing on workplace culture, marketing, leadership, and DEI in dentistry. They're also currently pursuing a fellowship with the Dental Speaker Institute. Ash enjoys spending time with their dog attending concerts and events, and of course, traveling all over the world. <laughs> I'm very excited for you to meet Ash and stand with this individual for everything that they are causing and creating for our industry. Let's hop over to their interview. Hello, and welcome to the Chief Psycho Podcast, Ash. I'm so excited for you to be here. How are you doing today? I'm doing well. How are you? I am doing great, doing great. Well, thank you so much for being a yes to being on the podcast this week. I am very excited for us to dive into today's juicy content. Uh, we have a great topic that we're going to be diving into and exploring. And who better to have this conversation with than you, somebody who is spearheading the change, this cause, and most importantly, the message. So I'd love for you to share a little bit about your story, your background, and you know what has you doing what you're doing today. Awesome. Thank you. So um, my name is Ash and I uh, have been in dentistry for over six years. I transitioned from working in a multi-million dollar practice as a front desk concierge to coaching um, after I got my master's in industrial organizational psychology. I always knew I wanted to be a consultant, wanted to work with teams, but it wasn't until I got an opportunity to work in dentistry that I realized that was really my passion and something that um, I really enjoyed helping people with. Um, so, so far in my career, I have coached probably about 100 uh, dental teams, um, dental practices, or dental startups in a variety of things. Um, but my area of expertise is marketing, um, workplace culture, and how do those blend together. Um, but more recently, I really, uh, maybe in the past year or so, have gotten into um, LGBTQ competency in dentistry because I feel like that is an area that it, there's a lot of work to be done. Um, so I've always... Uh, like whether people knew it or not, you know, always a part of the queer community, right? And maybe about two years ago, uh, I came out as like gender non-conforming or non-binary, um, but always knew that that was kind of a stepping stone for me. It was kind of like a way to dip my toes in and into dentistry and see, are they ready? Are they ready for like a full um, trans person? Not to so say that being non-binary isn't, isn't trans, but um, to to go that extra step and say, you know what, I actually um, do find myself living in the binary, but it's in a different way than how I was born. Um, taking that extra step was a big thing for me, um, which I did about six months ago. 
um, and actually began medically transitioning and, and socially transitioning uh, to, to being a man. Um, and I find that it, from working front desk in a practice, a very busy practice um, in a rural area, um, there are a lot of issues. And when I come to events and I meet new people and I hear about what they're going through, um, I know that it's not just where I am, it's everywhere that there's, and it's not that people are, have malintent. It's more so, I think, a, a issue of education and cultural competency. So about seven months ago, I, um, my amazing friends and colleagues, Chris Williams and Carice, they um, came forward with the Down Culture Con. And I was like, I don't, they put out a teaser. I remember very specifically this teaser. And I was like, I don't know what this is, Chris, but I want to be involved somehow. Um, so he invited me to come speak. I'm a speaker as well. Um, so he invited me to speak. And so at the time, um, I hadn't come out as trans yet. I had been living non-binary for such a long time that I really wanted to focus on that. But at the same time, I had my own personal things going on and it, it felt right for me to come out as well. So this whole transformation uh, professionally um, and personally is kind of transcended into this now uh, conclusion, which is this event. Um, and I realized that it's not just about the event, right? It's it's about so many, so what else can we do once the event is over? So I've started a Facebook group for um, LGBTQ um, dental professionals and allies. I wanted to open it up to allies um, and also for people who are allies, but are, you know, queer as well and, and maybe not ready to say it. So and I've had a lot of dental professionals reach out to me privately um, and say, hey, I really appreciate what you're doing. I'm not ready yet but here's where I am and how I feel. And I see the discrepancies, I see the issues, and it's time that we stand up and we say it's time to, to move into the rest of the world. Uh, I was at another event and I heard an amazing speaker and, and she talked about how um, so many other industries have DEI place. They have these systems and processes and the industry just does not happen. Um, so I think it's time that we, we talk about it. We're in the right rooms, and I think it's it's time that we, we do something about it. That's incredible, Ash. I, I think that's just an amazing way of not only honoring yourself, but being ensure that you are ensuring that you can authentically express yourself. And mm -hmm. I, I just want you to know that I see you, I hear you, I stand with you. And I think it's just an incredible conversation um, that's being being had right now. Uh, as you mentioned, there's not a lot of awareness. There's not a lot of discussion. Uh, yes, there's cultural movements taking place, but we're not, I would even say, t scratching the tip of the iceberg when it comes to LGBTQ plus competency and awareness within the workplace, uh, specifically within dentistry. Um, I come from a, a high corporate background inside of healthcare where we did have those discussions and I was actually a part of these employee resource groups supporting the, the development and the leadership of it. And they're great because not only do you create a sense of community, but you're also able to see where the disconnect actually is. Um, so now you have the opportunity to really start bridging those gaps, start having those discussions. And I think inside of, you know, just a societal movement that's taking place right now, there are so many political things that are taking place that, you know, personally, I'm not the most political inept person. Uh, I, I am also not interested in politics because I just think it can get very nasty. And, you know, at times it doesn't really have a space for the workplace. But I think what's 
really sad to see happening and taking place right now and from my own personal opinion is it's disrupting a lot of people's lives um it's causing a lot of unnecessary chaos uh it's creating a lot of separation um and judgment rather than seeking to really understand who that other person is uh no matter the orientation no matter how they identify no matter who they are as a person i think at the end of the day we should just respect people because that's what they are. That's what we are. We we give what we get, right? So um, I think that we should just be a lot more generous inside of the love and the kindness and the support that we're willing to provide. So I, I commend you for really spearheading this topic and discussion uh, because it's definitely necessary. Uh, I'd love to actually know a little bit more about some of the challenges or barriers that you've come to contact with you know, as a person that has been non-binary identifying and now transitioning as well, um, what does it really look like when you're looking to create competency and awareness for LGBTQ plus individuals? Because it's not just the team members or potentially the dentists. Um, you know, we are coming into contact with patients. How are we creating a safe space for them to feel seen, feel heard, and not judged? Right. So I've had a lot of people you know, who are not in dentistry, ask me about what I do. And um, and I when, when Dental Culture Con specifically was coming out and we were announcing speakers, I was talking about that a lot. And I had some people come to me and say, well, why should a dentist care, you know, who you're dating or who you're married to or what gender you identify as? And I'm like, well, yeah, you're right. Why should they care? But they may or may not, but it's not about that necessarily, but about the systems in place to protect the people that are coming to their practice. So I look at it from two standpoints, the protecting the team, but also protecting the patients. Um, so uh, one area that I think is really important is just analyzing your paperwork. Does your paperwork offer an opportunity for those who may not fit the norm to feel seen and heard? So I am going through the struggles that I'm facing right now are uh, finding somebody who is culturally competent. Um, mm. You know, in in psychology, in medicine, there are all these databases that whether they are made by bigger groups or they're made by people who are a part of the group that want to spread the message, um, there are databases out there for culturally competent or, or LGBTQ accepting medical providers, and there's nothing like that for dentistry. So I had to seek out with from other queer people in my town to find people that would understand because I want to make sure that I, as someone who does not go by my legal name, as someone who is on an ex-spouse's insurance and someone who has unique medical needs, that I'm respected and not looked at with confusion when I come into a practice. So, you know, I've put my own dental care on hold because my name my name on my insurance, they don't match. And I don't want to have to explain, uh, you know, it, I think it's as simple as understanding that you may assume one thing about someone, but they're on a completely different path than you would expect. And so generating paperwork that is inclusive, uh, asking the right questions and knowing what those questions are and asking in an appropriate way. So that way you can make what someone is dreading um, an easier experience because like I, going back to my friend saying, well, it doesn't matter. Well, it doesn't, but when you have people who are denying themselves medical and dental care because they're scared 
Mm-hmm. That's a problem. And I, that's, that's a big problem. I know a lot of people, young 20 somethings that don't go to the doctor, don't go to the dentist because what if they have to explain that their legal name is drastically different than the name on their insurance? What if they have to explain that it's, it's like, but also if you have a parent or, or a guardian or a guarantor that maybe things are a little different and you have to be mindful of who you're speaking to. So those are all things, mostly, mainly from administration um, as a former front desk team member and as someone who's now experiencing these things from the patient side. Those are the struggles that I'm seeing in the areas of improvement. Wow, that's, that's crazy. And, and, you, and what I find crazy about it is just the lack of, I, I guess it really is understanding and the lack of intentionality. Yeah. Because those areas that you just mentioned, those are simple corrections, I think. You know, we all have new patient intake forms and we can easily add some extra areas or extra clarifying questions, or even if it's difficult for the individual to ask the questions because of how they feel, their position, whatever it is, right? I think it allows them to then look at, you know, what are some alternative methods to collect the information that we're needing? Um, Mm -hmm. Maybe there's electronic consent forms that we can send out and then that's what's provided, that's what's gathered and that information gets inputted. But looking at it from that lens and now also being mindful of the potential fear, I think that is extremely interesting to think about and and be considerate of because that's not an area that I would say that I myself have even considered, you know, as being for the LGBTQ plus community, I've gone to doctor's offices, not really thinking anything of it other than just completing the information and then just kind of moving along. But I would also say that I've never been asked for any clarification or clarifying questions when it relates to, you know, sexual orientation or identification, really. Um, Unless you're, you know, going to donate blood, then you can't, (laughs) right? Um, So it's definitely an interesting way to look at, you know, the different parameters of how people are operating, the way people are thinking, and the simple ways that people can actually create a more inclusive environment to provide inclusive care. So I'd love to know if you have any additional resources or what other resources individuals can actually seek to enhance their understanding to provide, you know, really ample care for anyone that they come in contact with. There are a lot of resources that have been gathered. Um, my, so I, I look at it from two lenses. If you, if you are someone who is listening and you're like, wow, I, I need to go to the dentist, I need to doctor and I don't feel comfortable just calling you know the doctor down the street and asking like what do you think of you know queer people so yeah. <laughs> um I think looking to your community there are so many community groups um in in your locality or or in an organization that you're a part of and you can ask these questions so that's how I found a barber that's how I found a dentist that's how I found everything that I could ever want without having to explain and like contemplate, how am I going to explain my situation if somebody asks? I don't want to. It's not it's mm-hmm. business. So, um, so utilizing those resources of community, but also I love to send you to attach with this some some resources as well that can help the listeners um, learn more terminology, learn how to ask the respectful questions, and also um, taking it one step further and knowing that 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 doesn't end with the patient leaves. So, what comes after that? Mm-hmm. Yes, that's so such an important notion too. It doesn't end once the patient leaves. You're absolutely right. We're not trying to conform to a single individual. We are trying to change the interaction and presence and comfortability overall. And I think when you start 
really focusing on those different layers, those different levels, and really just to be interested, I think is the most important part. And, you know, I think it's also one thing we get this perceived agenda that we're expecting every dental practice, you know, to have every single pride flag hanging in their in their uh, office way or their entryway, right? And, you know, that's that's not what's necessary at times. I think it's just a matter of, yes, we want to make sure people are represented and feel seen and feel heard. But the most important part is we want to make sure that they feel safe, that there isn't a sense of fear present. There is a sense of belonging and community that gets created within your own dental practice or your dental organization, right? We're looking at it from a practice perspective based on, you know, the number of patients that we see. But if we take it to the next level, okay, great. Now we're working amongst an organization. We're working with a lot of different individuals. You're not only dealing with different skill sets and personalities, but you also have to be mindful of how they are representing themselves. When is it okay to make the quick witty joke? When is it okay to identify a certain way or identify them a certain way, right? It's all through clarification. And I think that's how we stay curious in the discussion is by asking questions and asking from a state of like, look, I don't understand, but I want to understand. And acknowledging the fact that there is some form of ignorance present and that that ignorance can be replaced with education. And when we focus on those areas, it's amazing to see not only the new light and new sense of learning because the individual is excited to share with you, but also the true alignment that ends up taking place. Because one thing that I would say, and I come from a, a very heavily Pentecostal Christian army brat family. So, you know, coming out was a very daunting experience for me. I didn't come out until I was 21. I had my first boyfriend at 21. That is now my husband. And he has been, you know, the light in my life, if you will, right? But growing up, you are dealing with a lot of whatever the heteronormative lifestyle is, whatever you're taught to inherit and to operate by. You know, Hispanic and Italian, they're expecting you to have kids by the time you're 17, right? And, you know, that's not really in, in my future anymore. Children are not my in my life anymore. Um, well, children are, but it's not my pathway for my life to be continued, I guess I should say. <laughs> but it's, it's amazing to see not only our inherited way of thinking, um, but what we're expected to operate as in this world or what we're groomed to operate as. And then we choose for ourselves to be authentic and to find ourselves and, and, and see ourselves in a way that allows us to be our authentic selves, I think, is what's really incredible and what's amazing about what we're doing and what we're creating and who we show up for and who we show up as. Um, so I, I just think that's incredible. So talk to me a little bit more about some of the success stories or positive changes that you have seen inside of your work, inside of your coaching, um, how you're currently supporting dental practices inside of this movement. Sure. So um, I, I always like to look at things, I think I mentioned this a couple of times, from a couple of different ways. Um, so from my professional standpoint, from like what I'm doing as a, as a person to to make this industry a more welcoming place is telling my story. And even though it's uncomfortable and it's changing, it's fluctuating. What I was going to talk about six months ago is not what I'm going to talk about in a couple of weeks. Um, but being that advocate, being that person and just saying, listen, like I am not what they're talking about on Twitter or whatever they're talking about. It, it, there's so, like you mentioned, so much happening politically and happening uh, scare tactics and all of these things that are dehumanizing trans people, especially. And so in dentistry, there isn't 
that I know of a person that's out there saying like, I'm here, like put me in your back pocket, ask me your questions. And so <laughs> what I've been doing is from some leaders in our industry, I've been coming to them. There were, there were three key leaders in our industry that I went to first before publicly announcing what I was doing, um, which was medically transitioning. And I, and I wanted to come to them and say, I don't know if you've, you've met someone like this before that you know of, but this is who I am. And I want to be there to answer your questions because I love you as a person and I want to have you in my life. And so on that, all, all those three people are, are still in my life, always asking questions and I'm, I'm here for that. So that's what I'm doing as a person to try to make change, um, speaking on this. I'm speaking on this in June at Dental Culture Con and also at the Dental Festival in August. Um, but I've also created that Facebook group where I've added um, a lot of leaders in the industry who can help make positive change. Because I think it starts at the top with these in, with these um, industry leaders who can who are in the practices, you know, in the DSOs who can say, hey, this is what we're doing, our initiative, and this is how you can you can help as well. Um, but then also seeing what dental practices are doing on their own as a patient. I found a practice here in Athens, in Athens, like uh, it's a really great safe space for queer people. So I've really enjoyed living here, but it's still, I mean, I'm, I'm in a rural, rural area. And so it was a little, you know, concerning at first, but I found someone and they, they, they put, made it so easy for me to find them. They put it that they are welcoming. They, they put in their forms, what are your pronouns or what's your preferred name? Or, you know, they took the, they did the little extra steps and the things that I would have suggested, they already did all of those things. Um, wow. And so they now are getting a lot of business from other people in Athens who want to be aligned with their values. And so I think mm. it's such a unique opportunity to come out and say, yeah, we're, we're a part of it. We're learning, we're growing, and we want to be a part of the future because even people that are not LGBTQ plus will want to align with that because they agree because this is where the world is going. So I love that I've seen businesses doing that on their own, but for those that, have not yet, I'm going to be there to support them. Wow. That's incredible. I think that's amazing. And, and yes, I, I definitely want to give a lot of kudos for you creating, you know, the groups and the communities for this message to be shared, uh, for individuals to also be a part of the story that you're sharing. Uh, because again, together, everyone achieves more. So when we're able to really have those discussions and see the power inside of our speaking and your presence and, and your and your voice and all of the stories that have been accumulated over time too, I think that's what's amazing is not only just having an audience that's willing to listen, but having an audience that cares and that cares enough to make the change as well. And I just love that. I think there is so much opportunity within our field of dentistry to continue creating, uh, you know, more ample opportunities for LGBTQ plus professionals within our space and within our community as well as allowing themselves to feel heard and feel seen. Uh, because while it does occur as there's a lack of underrepresentation, there are a lot of individuals that do not have the safe space to share. And as you mentioned earlier, it's quite, uh, I would say not disheartening, but it's, it's sad, right? So I guess it is a little disheartening. <laughs> um, it's disheartening from the front that, you know, you, you're not able to be your authentic self. You're not able to feel comfortable. You're not able to feel like you are creating a space for other individuals to, like yourself to have that type of experience. And I think the moment that we stop choosing to follow this inherited way of thinking and allow ourselves to think for ourselves 
and then allow the processes or structures to be developed around that, you have so much more openness. You have so much more acceptance that I feel ends up taking place because people see you for who you are. So I think that's just an incredible way, incredible approach to continue building out these communities and these networks. And, you know, it's, it doesn't stop here, right? It, it's going to con continue and continue to be something that you champion as an individual, as a leader within our industry and, you know, bring continued awareness. So I'm just super appreciative to have you on the team, Ash. I'm super appreciative to have you sharing your message here today. I would love to uh, give you the last kind of few minutes here to provide some closing comments, any tips or anything else that will allow our listeners to follow your story and follow and learn and listen a little bit more about what you're up to. Thank you. Um, I, I love how I failed to mention that uh, where I am now is that I work with you, Jonathan. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> like, anyway, um, so I want us to close with this, that I'm not here to change your voter registration. I'm not here to change your political ideology. I I think it's beyond that. I think you can have whatever political ideology you you have or that you want, but you can still treat people with dignity and respect that they deserve as your patients and as your colleagues in the industry. I have had a lot of people from a lot of different backgrounds who I'm the first trans person that they know of that they've met, and they're like, "This isn't what I was taught. This isn't how I grew up," and that's okay but you can still be kind and, and, and provide exceptional care to those who are different than you. Um, so like I said, I'm not here to change anybody's mind about things. All I would like is that we can build a welcoming environment because there's always going to be people that come into your business, that come into your life, your space that you don't agree with. And you can choose how you respond, but it's, it, we're moving in a direction of acceptance and um, love and mutual respect. And I think that no matter what your ideology is, everyone can accept that. Um, so I am really excited that in 20 days from recording, uh, uh, on June 15th, I will be speaking at the Culture Con, which is an inaugural virtual event um, hosted by some amazing people. This is their passion project. This is their baby. I have been very grateful that not only am I speaking at this event, but I've also been on the leadership team as well, helping to develop it behind the scenes. Um, so when I say this is a passion project, like this is coming from our hearts and all the speakers' hearts. Um, so I definitely would encourage you, for those that are listening and checking this out, to register for the Dental Culture Con. It is virtual. Um, there are team options. So if you're a dental practice, you're a business, you want to get your whole team involved, you don't have to pay for separate tickets for everybody. And we have a special code. So if you use Cultura, you get 10% uh, off. So I would love to see all of your beautiful and that's where I'll really get to dive deep. I didn't have much time on this call, but I will have an hour to go deeper into how you as a dental professional, you as a person can be more welcoming to the LGBT, LGBTQ plus community. Amazing, Ash. That's so great. I'm so excited to see you on stage, virtually on stage from where I'm going to be at, but <laughs> I'm sending you virtual hugs and virtual love for sure. Uh, definitely uh, sign up for this course. Uh, it's going to be amazing. It's going to be an amazing program put on by some amazing people. As Ash mentioned, uh, we are one of the sponsors for this event. So please use Code Cultura uh, to take advantage of some of those extra savings uh, for individual or team tickets. But Ash, it's been such a pleasure. This half hour has flown by. I appreciate you. I stand for you. I stand with you. And I'm so excited for more people to learn and stand with you as well. Thank you to all of our listeners and peace out.
Bye. Thank you.